Hey everybody. Hello. Welcome to Everqueer. My name is Damien. My name is Brandon. And this is episode five. How you feeling, Brandon? Better now. Yeah? I had food poisoning all week. Oh, that's fun. What'd you get food poisoning from? Sonic. I'm pretty sure. Ugh. I never eat at Sonic. I've never had food poisoning. I ate at Sonic and got food poisoning the same day. So I don't think it's a coincidence. That's rough. It was real rough. Like, I was at work, and it hit me all of a sudden. Oh, no. I had, like, my employees were, like, rubbing my back. And I'm like, please go away. Please stop watching me throw up. This is weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I'm better now. That's good. No more death. Yeah. And your kiddo just celebrated his seventh birthday. Seventh birthday. Which is awesome. We just had our own little celebration here at my apartment because we had to miss his birthday party. But we had an awesome cake that I'm sure we can post on social media. And and it was really awesome. The cake was awesome. You're correct. I just mean he's awesome. Oh, yeah, that too. The cake was real good, though. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed Sally it. Sally made it? No, my family did, but... Oh. Okay, I thought Sally made it. Anyway. Somebody made it. And it tasted amazing. So, what has been going on for the last week and a half? Or a week, or two weeks, since I've seen you? Um... I don't know. Nothing, really. Anything interesting? No. Work... Yeah. Planning for Pride. Yes. Super excited about Pride, guys. Next weekend. I know. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be hot. It's, it's going to be real hot. I am not prepared for Pride. I'm not prepared for the heat. <laughs> no. What do you mean not prepared for Pride? Uh, so the last couple years, we've had it planned out for like months in advance. And then the last minute, everything is changed and no one goes by the plan anyway. So Joey and I both have decided to just not plan for it this year, uh, which in my mind is backfiring a little solely because I want to have a plan. Right. And he wants to have a plan too. But you're trying to fly by the seat of your own pants. And it's, yeah, it's very stressful in my mind. I haven't told him that yet. But, yeah. I mean, I don't. we don't really have a plan either, so... <laughs> I feel like we're just gonna, like... Show up. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna show up, and, and we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna kick ass and take names. Yeah. That's about it. Or take ass and kick names. Sure, we can do that. I'm down for taking ass. I was just going to say that. I'll take the ass. You can kick that name. Oh, no. I've already called it dibs. <laughs> um, so, any tea updates since last time? Um, the only thing that's changed, really, is that I started doing them in the evening time. Yeah, why is that? Because I get grumpy afterwards. I am a child. Oh, only afterwards? Especially afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I get like, because usually I'll take my shot and then I'll come over here. And on the way over here, I'm like festering with anger because nobody knows how to drive. 
Um, and for some reason, that is now, like, one of the few things that actually pisses me off very quickly is, like, terrible driving. So I've just decided that I'm going to take my testosterone shot after I'm no longer driving for the day. That's probably a good idea. Because I do get a little spike of, like, energy and shit. Yeah, I feel that. Um, well, I am officially six months on testosterone. Whoop, whoop. I think last time we had an episode, I was five months. So it's been a whole month since we've recorded because we've kind of stored up recordings and we record when we have time. And also, we're busy people. Yeah. Um, but summer's hit for me, so school is out, and you are going to have a little bit more free time I know, because of the summer. In a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am six months on testosterone, which I think is really exciting. Um, my doctor said that instead of having to do three months a three-month checkup, I can just do a six-month checkup, which I think is really exciting. This is my first longer time between appointments. Yeah. And after this next one, he said that if everything goes correctly, then I can just do yearly, which I think is really cool. That is awesome. Um, and less money that you have to spend. Yes. And... He did up that last little point cc, so I am up to 0.5 cc's. Cool. So, hopefully everything will go according to plan. Um, my voice is still settling into being lower, which is cool. I did get gendered correctly, which was super cool, out through Sonic. Not near as bad of an experience as you did. That's a, that's a bad word for me now. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, but the car hop who came out to deliver my drink, he said, sir, even though at that time I wasn't binding, just from my voice, which I thought was really cool. Cool. So. That's all, all good things. Yeah. All good things. Um, I got gendered correctly in the drive-thru of a place. I don't know what place it was. Um, but the lady called me sir over the intercom and Bentley got so excited he was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. She called you sir. And he was just like super excited for me. Super like, he's just like, he's my biggest fan. He's back there with like a foam finger and. Yeah, he's really freaking super, awesome. Super, super supportive. Love that kid. A little shit, but I love him. Yeah, so that's awesome. I'm excited for you. I, I think that getting gendered correctly for both of us is always a really big win. Definitely. And I'm starting to get it at work a lot more, too. Like, a lot of customers um, who don't know me call me sir. Sometimes people question it. Like, I had this guy the other day who was like, sir. And then I didn't hear him say sir because, you know, I'm busy. And so he goes, sir. And then I heard him say sir, but I didn't realize like I didn't realize he was close enough to be talking to me right I thought he was maybe talking to my boss um and so then he goes ma'am and so then that's when I was like oh he's talking to me okay so I didn't answer to ma'am I just continued like to ignore him yeah and so finally he goes excuse me are you a manager <laughs> 
And so then I was like, I was wondering how he was going to handle this situation. So I just kind of like let him handle it. And I turned around and I was like, oh, yes, sir. How can I help you? Like with my super deep voice. That's awesome. Um, I did ask some of my kids before we let out for summer. I said, so should I try to grow facial hair back for the start of the school year? And one of my kids is like, no. (laughs) I was like, why not? And she's like, well, because you're, you just shouldn't. (laughs) I was like, because I'm what? (laughs) What's the end of that sentence? What's the end of that? Uh, She is uh, the biggest child that we have who has a tendency to stick her foot in her mouth with her words. (laughs) And it was a very funny situation. And I tried to get it out of her and she wouldn't. She wouldn't say what I knew she was going to try to say. That's funny. Um, but it was very funny. My coworkers, however, are of the opinion that I should because it'll help them gender me correctly, which I think is interesting. Okay. So they want you to be stereotypical in yes. order for them to change their brains. Absolutely. Cool. Good to know. But in fairness, I would rather that happen than them just straight up be like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, what is your article for this week? Um, Do we want to start with the the heavier topic or the or the lighter topic? Let's go with heavy first. Okay, so so maybe I should go first then. All right. Um. So our wonderful producer has changed the way that we are doing the articles a little bit, and we're going to try to focus more on one article and and get a little bit more into depth than than try to touch on a few more and not know as much information that makes sense so the article that i have today is trump administration's two lgbt couples you're out of wedlock kids aren't citizens yeah i saw that (laughs) yeah so, before we get into our personal opinions, let's discuss what the article actually says. So, this lovely couple, Roe and... So, this couple, Roe, and I believe it is Idol. Adel. Sorry. If I'm saying that very incorrectly. You probably are. Uh, Kavadi were adopting their second child... Or not adopting. We're having their second child. Okay. And they were doing it through a gestational surrogate. Okay. So they're paying big money for this. In Canada. Okay. They both live and are citizens in the United States. Okay. Um... They've already done this once with their first son, Lev, and it is with an egg donor, but they're both tech, like they're they're both the parents. And so they said that it was a very straightforward process to bring Lev home in 2016, and when they brought him over his Canadian passport was just traded in for an American one and everything was good. 
but when they were trying to get the consular report of birth abroad which is the equal to a birth certificate for Americans born outside of the United States mm-hmm. for their daughter Kesson the people that they were dealing with stated that they needed proof of their marriage with the original certificate and they didn't have it with them because they were traveling and so they just picked up Kesson and brought her to the United States with the Canadian passport until they could figure it out. Right. And little did they know that they were going to be the next victims of the new government pos- policy that derecognizes the parents' marriage. So because it says that it, it grants her no automatic rights to American birthright citizenship, even though both fathers are U.S. citizens. And it is Trump's plan to eliminate birthright citizens' um, children anchoring their parents, the anchor babies. Right. Um, the Immigration and Nationality Act says that even if local law recognizes surrogacy agreement and finds that the U.S. parents are the legal parents of a child that is born abroad, if the child does not have a biological connection to a U.S. citizen parent, that child will not be a U.S. citizen at birth. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck Trump. And under this policy... Any assistive reproductive technology is considered being, quote, born out of wedlock, even if the parents are legally married. That is so fucked up. That makes me so angry. You look pale. You're so mad. I'm so angry. Do you know how fucking hypocritical that is? Yes. Because do you know how many people have kids quote-unquote on accident all the fucking time out of wedlock yes oh my gosh that makes me so angry yeah it's it's a lot and and going through and reading the the actual act like it it's very long-winded but it boils down to just oh if you have to use the help of technology or somebody else you're not the actual parents do you know how many women cannot have children? I totally understand. We're how preaching many, to the choir here. How many men can't produce, like, enough semen to, like, there's, like, low sperm counts, all kinds of other reproductive issues, like, um, disorders and diseases and things like that that people deal with. Like, not even, not even LGBTQ people, just, like cisgender heteronormative people yeah. have to struggle with this like what the fuck that makes oh my god that's just because some people can produce kids doesn't mean everyone can naturally but the thing completely is completely naturally biologically is he's trying to to get rid of the anchor baby situation and this is just a lovely byproduct that harms the LGBT community most so fu- like I don't even have words for no. how angry for this how makes me. Terrible it is, 
And it's not even like I'm not even like disappointed or frustrated. No, I am straight up fucking mad. Like this is so I'm I apologize for my language, but like the the level of like fucked up this is yeah. is just like mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's so ignorant at its very core yeah. to to think that you can just fix everything by rearranging the words and making it sound pretty and fuck the consequences. And so now you are devastating this poor family who have lives. Yeah. And these are real people. Yeah. And you're and they're US citizens. Why are you now hurting US citizens? You're not hurting immigrants. You're not hurting illegal aliens. You're no you're not doing anything. You're hurting people who belong in this country. Yeah. Not saying that immigrants don't. I'm just who who are citizens of this country. Yes. But like I don't know. The immigration thing is a whole another topic. Too. Yes, and it is a big mess that <sighs> Did you see? Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I just I don't I'm tired of Trump. I'm very tired of Trump. You know what's really, like, I probably shouldn't say this on air. So maybe we should cut this out. But I'm going to say it anyway. The people who want Trump dead are the same people who don't believe in guns. So that's why he hasn't been shot. That's no, the think, only reason. I think we can leave that in. Well, and I think you can touch on the fact that they didn't, just like with the Muslim ban, they just put something out there and they didn't put in any processes of okay, if this affects you, here's a process to fix it. Or right, they're just the up shit creep. Right, they're they're just like, you're fucked. Yeah, they're just like, oh, now you're in legal limbo. We don't know how to help you because it's a new law. There's not really anything set up for you. You're just screwed. Yeah. So these parents are literally just sitting at home, losing sleep, trying to figure out how to keep their kid. That's so crazy to me. That's so crazy. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, at this point, I would just go to Canada and become a citizen of Canada. <laughs> That's what I told her my solution would have been. I genuinely would do that in that situation. Because, like, uh, America is not on their side. Like, the American... No, they're not. ...judicial well, system is not on their side. No, and the the thing is, is this isn't the only couple who has been affected sure. by, by this policy. But... Like, the sad thing is, is one of them had been a citizen for less than five years, which was one of the stipulations for proving. And and so it's just, it's it's really screwed up. And the, the fact that this is a, a new law and that there are no systems set up for it, these people are now going to the legal system trying to say, hey, I have this problem. What are, What's the paperwork that I need to do to help me? And the government is being basically saying, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> because, the- because Trump just put out the law and none of the systems to go with it, which is very frustrating, but unfortunately a tendency that he has to do. I'm very tired of Trump. I'm so ready. Did you see... So, there, he's trying to pass a law through 
the Supreme Court, I think it was. I think I, I think you saw it because I think you liked it on one of my Twitter things. But um, he's trying to pass a law right now that allows um, all healthcare facilities to discriminate against transgender people. Yeah. Well, and he's trying to change. So when when Obama was in his presidency, Obama said, you know, gender can be more than male or female. Yeah. He said that there's also this network of other identities. And Trump is trying to change this law back to it has to be what you were assigned at birth. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you've changed it to. It doesn't matter what... No, it is at birth. Yeah. And so, fuck Trump. But that's besides the point. Just, uh, like... <sighs> Do you want something lighter now? <laughs> you, you can go to yours. I'm so angry. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I've been... I think that's my thing. Like, I've been angry all week because I've been really really digging into like all the shit that he's been doing and like what he's been trying to pass and the things that he just like he just goes over congress like he just doesn't even consult them anymore he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants i also think that the the t-levels have have not necessarily changed my emotions but have heightened certain emotions and lowered certain and my anger is definitely heightened which I think is interesting because I'm I wasn't normally a hot-headed person to begin with. Yeah. Uh and now I'm much quicker to anger. Which I'm is taking getting used to. Just like stooping in anger at the moment. Yeah. Like I so I knew about that article and I saw some of it, but I did not know all the details of it and I'm just like I'm and you like, wish I'm that like you did. shaking yeah. in anger right now. The other the other couple that they mentioned the in the article was so sad because they both the kids were born in London and the the mother is American and one of them the kid like no problems was like here's your passport and then the other one they were like not worthy it's not your kid so they literally like very arbitrarily yeah this one's your kid and he can have an American passport and then this one's not your kid and he can't have a passport so basically we're going to like a totalitarian type of government and we're trying to be like China where everyone can only have one kid and you have to be born in the United States and you have to be heterosexual and you have to be cisgendered and white white and somehow born in the middle age (laughs) yes somehow born a 35 to 40 year old white male Otherwise, you don't get any rights at all. No. Like, like, can we go to Switzerland? Sure. Can we just move there? I'm afraid to leave the country. I'm afraid that I won't be allowed back in the country if I leave. Yeah. Like, when the the Muslim ban happened, my parents were like, we're going to Mexico. And I was like, are you stupid? Yeah. No. Are you kidding me? Last week he called us one of those shithole countries. Yes. What makes you think that it'll be just so easy? Like, we're American citizens. Yeah, look at our last name. I don't know if we've explained... I think we explained it in one of the episodes that we did not air, but Dolly is Mexican. Uh, her whole family is from Mexico. She's from Mexico. 
she's got dual citizenship, right? Yes. Dual citizenship. Um, and so, like, these laws and these things that happen, like, these affect real people. Like, they, they affect lives and families and relationships and, like, well, it's and just... Un- Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have to think about it because Cause they're, white. they're white and they were born here and uh-huh. they never leave their bump up town of Nebraska. So, you know, it, <laughs> it's Nebraska. true. If you don't fit in with Nebraskans, you don't have rights in this country or they're trying not to give us rights. But yeah, no, absolutely. So, so a lot of people don't have to think about it and and we have been thrown into this world that all of this shit is being thrown at us. Yeah. And, you know, I already had so much to deal with before. And then I decided yeah. to marry this lovely woman who unfortunately is was not born in this country. And we have a complete dickhead for a president. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, I don't, I don't know. There's so there's so much going through my brain at the moment, like so. For example, let's take y'all as a as a couple. For example, so not only is Zali and her family and her entire situation are they not only are they under attack, but so are you for being a trans guy, right? And so, minus all of all of the legalities of y'all's relationship. Now, so you didn't just have to deal with family not accepting you for being trans, not accepting you for being queer. Um, Now, her family could get thrown into a pitfall at any given moment. Right. And you could get thrown into, you know, the fire of hell for being a trans guy. And so, like, it's just... Like I'm not already. Right. Well, (laughs) according to certain family, probably, yes. But like, but that's just like I'm. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really sorry that we have to live in this day and age where, I mean, your fundamental like the fundamentals of your relationship are being uprooted right now. Absolutely. And I'm well, and, so sorry that you have to deal with. And that. the fact that our skin colors are different, yeah. we are looked at as a biracial couple, right? Which is not supposed to be a big deal anymore but it still is still in some is, places yeah. and also you both look queer as fuck i don't know what you're talking about so so not only are you biracial but you're also queer and so you just get hit at every angle and it sucks to be that right we're now. the epitome of the minority <laughs> yes and i'm sorry that you both have to deal with that that genuinely breaks my heart like it makes me so angry i want to Throat punch somebody. Do it. Trump. Do it. And his entire administration. It's not just him. That's the thing. There are other people backing him up on this shit. Yes. Because he's not smart enough to do it all on his own. Like, at all. No. There are people behind him doing all of the work. If you think that trans people and Hispanic people are the enemy, then you are just really fucking dumb. No. Straight white men are the enemy. Have you met them? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I have. Just kidding. Hashtag not all men. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was... Oh, no. That was a lot. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Let's 
Let's take a breath. This is not a political podcast. <laughs> Let's calm down a little bit, Brandon, over there. I feel like that's our like our saying now. Lower, this is not a political podcast. Lower your blood pressure like a hundred degrees. If y'all could see me right now, like my face is red. His face is so red; it matches the color of his I'm hair. So angry, I'm shaking. I think my eyes are starting to twitch. Okay. Anyway, so my article is about the show called Vita which plays on stars and it's an award-winning series um it is about gentrification speaking of white people so speaking the of us lovely whites yeah so the cool thing about this show is that not only is does it talk about gentrification but it talks about a lot of things hot topic hot button topics um but the characters in the show are all like queer they're all on the LGBT spectrum somehow. So there's a non-binary person. Um, there's the the one daughter is a lesbian. Uh, so it's really cool. So this article talks about the actress uh, Roberta Colindres. Uh, that's as close as I'm going to get to saying that correctly. I apologize for who I am. As a white person. Uh, it says she was offered the role and she almost didn't take it because she read the script and it just basically... The script was like, you're a queer person in a lower income area being run over by middle class white people. Um, and she didn't want to take it because she was like, well... Because she's actually queer in okay. real life. It's not just... It's not just script, but she almost didn't take it because she didn't want to play a role of somebody whose entire identity revolved around her sexuality, uh, which I thought was really cool. What? You mean social media can make a queer role that doesn't revolve around their sexuality? I know it's unheard of, but that's why this show stands out so much, which is great, but also sad. Yes. It's awesome that, that TV is finally getting the hint that queer people are just people. fucking people. Right. <laughs> and have also, lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the, the writer of the show, one of the writers, was actually like, she told her, like, that's kind of your job to, like, let people know that gay people have lives outside of like, you as an actress, you as a queer person of color, because I think she's Hispanic, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's Latinx. So, uh, it's a queer Latinx person is your, like, in the spotlight, it's your job to let people know that, like, they're okay. These people are people, and the people out there exist like you and me and other people like us. Um and so she she ended up taking the role on because she was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, so I thought it was really cool because they explain behind the scenes of the show. Like, I haven't seen it, obviously, because I don't watch any shows that we talk about or any shows at all. Um, but I think this is really cool. So it's not just about gentrification, which if if people are listening don't know what gentrification is it is 
literally a lower lower income, usually people of color area, uh, taken over by pe- white people, trying to make it middle class, like a, taking over for middle class entire areas, like taking buildings down, uh, removing houses, removing the public schools in that area, like things like that. So just come in and shit all over people of color who don't make millions of dollars a year, which is just wrong. Um, And so the show is actually emphasizing that. It's not emphasizing the queerness, which is really cool because they're just like normal people living in an area being taken over by middle-class white people who also happen to be gay or LGBT. Um, So I think it's really cool. And the writers, it's an all Latinx writing panel and it's an all Latinx crew. So it's not just like a couple of Hispanic people thrown in the mix of all of this other stuff. It's like, these are real people living real life situations being projected on the screen, which is awesome. That sounds really cool. I have not gotten a chance to watch it. I know that Sally has been watching it and she has really enjoyed it. And it's called Vita. I don't know if I actually said that, but um, I'm super interested and I really want to watch it because it sounds... Like, there's a lot of drama, which is cool to watch, but it also sounds like it touches on a lot of subjects that everyone in America should learn Need, about. Yeah, needs to be aware of. Well, I just love the fact that that we're getting... I feel like getting a cast that is predominantly a type of way is really important. I think that yeah. Black Panther really did an excellent job with that. Mm-hmm. And this is just the continuation of the aftermath of how influential that type of casting can be and how much it's needed. Because not everybody wants to watch the same, the same heteronormative cis white bullshit that is on TV and remade every four years. Even then, even if it is like cis white people and they throw in like a couple of gay people here and there, they center that character around their queerness. Yes. And so what this show is really emphasizing is that they in fact don't emphasize the queerness and it's just part of their lives. Right. Um, and they do get, there is part, I don't know how much spoiler I should say or not say, but there is a part where um, the non-binary character gets attacked for their non-binariness. And then every sex scene has a purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that, too. This There's a lot of, like, sex that's in it, but it's sex written by queer people for queer people. It's not monitored by... It's not... Heteronormative... Yeah. Like, cis heteronormative people. It's it's genuine. Like, this is what actually could happen. That's really awesome. So that's really cool, too. Yeah. That and the, the daughter who was queer... Um, everyone thought she was in the closet at first. Mm-hmm. And it was just the fact that she's fucked up and she doesn't care. If yeah. people know she's gay or not. So she's just like, yeah, I had a one-night stand. 
and yes, I'm a lesbian, but also I'm not going to sit here and talk about it, so bye. Yeah, and so one of the things, and one of the art of one of the sub-articles that I wrote, read for it, was that um, she, like, in in the actual, the, the character herself is like, I don't have to talk about it to be gay, like, just because it's not out of, like, every other word out of my mouth doesn't mean I'm not a lesbian. It just means it's none of your fucking business. No, I think that that is a really awesome show that that needs to happen so it can open the doors for more shows like that. Absolutely. And hopefully, eventually, disperse out into real life. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Dun, 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 dun. Our topic of the day is expressions. Like facial expression? Sure. Cool. Mine is always angry. Resting bitch face. Uh... Did you just growl? Yes. Okay. Uh, I meant, <laughs> like, gender expression or, like, outward... Even It could be even, like, an emotional expression of who you are. Well, how do you express yourself, Brandon? Not well. <laughs> Emotionally. True fact. <laughs> True fact. <laughs> Emotionally unavailable. Always, forever. <laughs> uh, no, but like physically, I like to dress nice. I dress very masculine. Okay, not right now, but generally, overall, I don't wear like jeans. There's no like mid, like half decent look for me. I'm either all the way dressed up or I look like I don't own nice clothes. There's no in between. Nice. As far as, like, an emotional expression, um, I'm very open about my transness and my queerness that goes along with the transness. Nice. So, I just, I don't know, I kind of just, like, talk about it. Like, you know, people ask a lot of questions, and I'm just very, like, open with them about it. I'm very expressive as far as how, specifically, how cis people can interact with trans people and not be assholes. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm expressive in like, hey, here are things you can do and here are things you shouldn't say out loud to anyone ever. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I, I think I present a little bit more androgynously mm-hmm. um i love jeans weird i could if you say sleep in jeans i have slept slept in Ugh. jeans before but Ugh. i prefer sleeping in nothing but <laughs> jeans are a close second <laughs> nothing jeans <laughs> okay um no i i really like jeans i feel like they you can dress them up you can dress them down and they're a very non-gendered item of clothing. So I like that. And, you know, I go to work in jeans and a t-shirt every day. I work with sped kids. I have to be ready for anything. <laughs> See, I wanted to be a manager so I didn't have to wear jeans and a t-shirt anymore. I have to be ready for anything. So it's just kind of one of those, I, I enjoy 
a little bit more androgynous look of of just jeans and a t-shirt something that anybody of any gender could wear and be comfortable in yeah um i prefer my own comfort over looking nice much to zali's disdain um but i don't know i think that you know emotionally i am i don't know i'm weird well yeah Emotionally, I'm just fucking weird. <laughs> That's... I could go without saying. Yeah. That's what I got. It boils down to, I hate shopping. Fair. <laughs> All fair things. Yeah. So, so I guess a better question would be, like, what... Emotionally, like, what makes you comfortable in public? Nothing. It's public. Okay. <laughs> so Brandon is the extrovert and no one else in his life is. Uh no, I I am being forced by the people that I love to spend time outside of the four walls of my apartment. Yeah. Uh which can be fun and can not be fun. You sound like in pain saying that out loud (laughs) no it it really can be fun i i really genuinely do enjoy the activities and the dates that me and sally go on and i have really started enjoying going out and spending time with you and joey something that i never thought i'd be able to do that's like actually going out and enjoying time spent in public i think all of that has to do with fixing dysphoria that i've had and being perceived a certain way. Right. I think having that this a solid group of friends building me up instead of tearing me down that really does a lot. It does. It makes a huge difference. I harp on that a lot. Like my friend circle is very very intentional and very very specific for those exact reasons. Yeah. Um so I think that when I go out to express myself I I do try to express myself on a more masculine side, but not super masculine. Is so is the masculine dressing is it so that people won't misgender you or yes. is it because that's what you're comfortable in? It's really so people don't misgender me. Okay. Um I'm definitely not comfortable in feminine clothing at all. That's fair. Anything that I could somewhat perceive being on a female form. I'm like, nope, that's not for me. Um, yeah. But but also the super masculine, like, I don't know, like the, the wife beaters and, and the I'm just not about that either. Yeah. I I like a certain type of mix. You're a good you're good right in the middle. Yeah. I'm a I'm a nice you. middle. But that, that's just kind of me. I I feel like that confuses a lot of people, especially when they're like, well, if you did this, it would be more masculine. It's like, I don't necessarily want to be more masculine. I just want people to perceive my masculinity and use the masculine side of pronouns without seeing me as male, which is really weird. It's, it's a really weird balance. No, I mean, yeah. So in my mind, when you're talking about this, I see it as a scale. Yes. And so... Um, 
assigned female at birth. Let's right. Put it that way. Assigned female at birth. Um, overcompensating masculinity in order to get a balance of the yes. two is so absolutely common and understandable absolutely. and relatable on like just all the levels. So it's not wrong or like weird or like I don't think it's wrong or weird. I think it makes sense because our society is so gender focused. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes sense for us trans folk. Yeah. It probably doesn't make sense for anyone who is not either an ally or trans themselves. Right. It's it's really hard to understand the complexities of of gender without delving in and exploring your own and realizing that it is not black and white. It is literally every color of the rainbow and colors that we can't even perceive and no colors at all. And it's, it it can be messy and it can be a whole bunch of colors at once. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that gender influences your expression, but your expression does not have to represent your gender. Right. Which is something that people don't understand. Like, a boy can wear a dress or makeup and that doesn't make him a girl. That doesn't make him trans. That doesn't make him non-binary. It doesn't make him doing drag. It doesn't make him doing anything other than a dude wearing a dress, if that's how he identifies. Right. But, you know, he could feel pretty. If he wants to feel pretty, let him feel pretty in his dress. Like a fucking princess. Yeah, he can be a fucking princess. Let him be. And, and I think that expression is really important to understand because it is... It doesn't have to be a specific way. No, there, there's no specifics. And I think that that is something that's really freeing about identifying in the LGBT community, but can be really confusing for an outsider. I can imagine the next laws that Trumps are going to try to pass are like, you can't wear specific clothing outside of your assigned gender i couldn't even imagine that but you know like welcome to private school right but like for real life but like america (laughs) that would be miserable no thanks that's just what's happening now he doesn't have anything else to do just pick on trans people yeah um part of expression golf he has to golf oh yeah that's very important and tweet don't forget about tweeting takes up a solid chunk of his time. Yeah. takes a lot of time to find all those letters. I was going to say. <laughs> it and takes to make so much time because he doesn't know what he's doing. Or how to spell anything correctly. Artemis. Um, so we took a quick break. There was a little bit of distractions happening, but we're back. Oh I'm going to take it from you if you do it again. Uh, anyway, so we had a little bit of a break because of some distractions, but we're back now. Uh, and on the break, Zali mentioned how, um, there are a whole bunch of subcategories. Yeah. And in society, like we give ourselves a label, like let's take lipstick lesbian, for example. Uh, you say lipstick lesbian and you automatically assume that they're in like a ball gown dress with their hair done up and like that's not how people live their actual lives 
But you don't no, look like that all yeah. the time. Just because you're a lesbian, a femme lesbian, like, that doesn't mean you have to walk around in a, you know, ball gown. Well, and something, and that, something that I think that is really interesting is I get Sally found this YouTuber sometime last week, and I do not know her name, so I can't shout her out, but she was talking about how she identified as gay Mm -hmm. and femme Mm -hmm. and how she hated the femme erasure that went on in the LGBT community because straight people perceive her as straight, gay people perceive her as straight. And so for guys, she's a conquest for girls they're not brave enough to go talk to you because they think you're straight. And even in queer spaces, when you're up on stage or out being loud and proud and doing something really gay, for that one moment you're gay, and then as soon as you step out of the spotlight, you'll go back to being gray yeah. like and invisible. Um, I think that's a really good point because... It's not just with, like, lipstick lesbians that being feminine is, like, kind of outcasted almost. It's in general. Like, being feminine in general in our society is, like, looked down on. And so the lipstick lesbians out there, shout out. Sorry for y'all. You kind of get shit on because people just don't think right. that that's right like you shouldn't be feminine if you're attracted to women which is dumb and you have to come out all the fucking time yeah you have to Exhausting. continuously come out um her name is is it evelina evelina and she's freaking gorgeous very well spoken i definitely recommend you go check her out um on youtube because she's really incredible cool um but likewise if you just take the opposite side of the spectrum with your like butch lesbians you get this flip side of oh you just want to be a boy yeah and that's not right either like you need expression does not make or break any sexuality or gender expression it doesn't right i had a really good friend at one point who was very butch lesbian um i thought she was hot as fuck just because like she didn't care. She wore like the carpenter jeans and the boots and she has a Harley and that's awesome. Like she's, she's so hot. Like she genuinely is someone who I wanted to be, not be with, but be. And at the time, because you know, in denial of my identity, but, um, but all the time, it would be all the time when people would question her like, Oh, are you trying to become a boy? And she's like, no, I'm a girl. You know? Here I am. Just comfortable being me. Yeah. And she wears like the... And she even has like the tan line, the cutoff shirts and the big basketball shorts and the, you know, so like... I don't know. It sucks that people are dumb and can't be more open-minded about other people. Everyone has to fit in a box. So... How did you, as a trans man, find your expression once you came out? Um, it was, it happened very rapidly. So I 
overcompensated a lot and wore a ton of makeup, which by the way, I'm really good at makeup, which is very interesting. Um, I wore a ton of makeup. I didn't, I refused to wear dresses, but I tried to dress as feminine as possible without wearing dresses. I can remember as young as being eight years old where I was like, nope, not wearing that dress. Accidentally trips into a pile of mud to avoid wearing said dress. Uh, so, so, but after I came out as a lesbian, it happened very quickly where I started wearing men's clothes and I had always like, I had borrowed clothes from my guy friends before, which I never returned and decided to just continue wearing them. And I felt the most comfortable wearing those. Right. So then I was like, Oh, Hey, maybe I should go buy my own version of these clothes and stop stealing other people's because that's rude. Yeah, because I have a whole like stack of other people's clothes in my closet that I still wear uh, because I never gave them back and they're super comfy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know, it just happened very quickly where I stopped wearing makeup, partially because it was affecting my acne, partially because I was like, this is not who I am. And then very quickly after that, I just started buying more and more men's clothes and um, just started feeling more comfortable in said clothes. And now I don't own a single piece of women's clothing, except maybe two sports bras. That's it. Like, even down to, like, the men's socks. Nice. So... It just happened, like, within six months of me coming out as a lesbian, I was full butch. And around the same time, I was like, hey, maybe I'm not a lesbian. Maybe I'm a dude. Right. Because this feels way too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, And it actually gave me a euphoric feeling that I had never felt before. Yeah. So it it was a really interesting journey. And even my mom, like, when I finally came out as trans, she was like, yeah, I saw you becoming more, more manly as the time went on. And I'm like, you're stereotyping me, but yes. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It just, it happened fast. And then it happened one day. I was tired of looking at all the extra, like, girly shit in my closet. So I grabbed it all and threw it away. And here we are. Um, Do you think that it's hard finding clothes when you go out shopping? Yes. Shopping is... A pain in the ass. (laughs) It's a kryptonite. Yeah. It's my... It's... What do you mean? I'm like... Well, because, like, I know... The thing... Like, the, the shirts... Like, specifically shirts that I have to try and find that don't accentuate my chest, uh, which is kind of hard to find in men's clothing because men's clothing is lame. Yeah. It's very boring. There's like three colors to choose from. Kids' clothes is a lot more fun. But even kids' clothes, like his, his choices are orange, red, or blue. Every now and then they'll throw in a green. Hmm. And they have, like, patterns, weird patterns. They have dinosaurs and shit on them. He doesn't want... He, he's, like, a grown kid. He doesn't want dinosaurs on his freaking shirt. He just wants... He just wants a nice shirt. 
you know, without it having to be like a plain t-shirt. Right. Just dumb. Anyway, so, yeah. Shopping sucks. Yeah, shopping is is really hard. I have noticed that, that going shopping with Sally has been a lot easier. Because you see yourself differently than she sees you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's a lot harder because something that I have noticed is that something that I will try on in the store that I feel totally comfortable in in the store, I'll bring it home, feel totally comfortable in it, wear it three times, feel great, and then that fourth time to go wear it, I'm just like, no, this looks terrible. Yeah. And I and I just can't wear it and I'll have to change. Yeah, I go through that a lot too. And so like some mornings it like my dysphoria will just be really bad and it'll be like, No, this just makes me look like a chick and I just can't do it. Yeah. Well a lot of it is the ability of like my ability to be able to eyeball something and I know he has a certain amount of like tries where it won't fit, it won't look good before he'll be like, I'm done. Yeah. So then I can minimize that by being like, it's not gonna fit. That's not going to look right. That's not the right cut for you. Right. So that I can, like, okay, instead of trying on all these shirts that were never going to fit anyway, try these on that are, like, a little bit more on maybe they will, maybe they won't, that are more likely to fit, that Mm -hmm. he'll be like, oh, that looks nice. And I'm like, yes, well, you want to try on all those other shirts that were never going to fit. Let's go with the ones that will. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. That's That's a really good, like, plan going in. Yeah, well, dysphoria while shopping and going through tr- the trying on process is really miserable. Mm-hmm. It's very taxing. Because you, you'll you just sit there, try after try after try. If you don't have somebody who knows what they're doing, just shitting on yourself. Yeah. A lot of times I'll just take Bentley with me and ask him, because, you know, he's very honest. Yeah. Like, brutally honest at times. Kids always are. And he doesn't pull any punches. And he's like, nah, nah, fam. That's not gonna, (laughs) that's not gonna work. There's been a couple of times where he was like, I don't like it. You should not buy that. And I'm like, thanks for your honesty. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Also, (laughs) you're not uh, boosting my self-esteem here. Right. But he's honest, and then he'll well, I, like he'll pick out, and he has a really good sense of like clothing for other people, where he's like, "This is gonna look good on you. You should try it." I like how you had to add that for other people. Oh yeah, he dresses himself like he doesn't own clothes. Yeah, <laughs> like he's colorblind. <laughs> but other people, he dresses wonderfully. Every boy ever. <laughs> he's a good kid. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Sometimes. Yeah, basically, expression is whatever you want it to be. Yep. Don't don't think too much into it like we just have for the last, like, hour. Fuck the societal box. Yeah, we're whatever the fuck you want to. I'm really glad this ended on, like, a motivational speech <laughs> end. Yeah. Because the beginning of this episode was rough. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was in a very angry state of mind. Yeah. I mean, you do you. Like, wear whatever the fuck you want. If you think you look good, you look fucking hot. Yep. And I promise your confidence in whatever you're wearing a thousand times makes that outfit. So just, you do you. Yep. Any yikes moments? Um, at Bentley's birthday party, 
my live-in family member was calling me she, her, and dead naming me in front of everyone. Oh, no. And it was so awkward. For, and, not just for me. Like, I was probably the least uncomfortable out of everyone else there. And like, did anybody try to correct the situation? They would just talk, like, about me to me in front of him. And they'd be like, so, Brandon, how's the weather over there? You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, passive-aggressively being like, fuck off. Right. Sometimes um, you need that just slap in the face of, dude, it's fucking Brandon. Yeah. You need to fucking stop. It's yeah. inappropriate. Which is crazy, because in any other setting, he like he introduces me to his friends as Brandon. He calls me Brandon around the house, like, when no one's there. But an entire group of people, and he was dead naming me and calling me. I don't understand. But I don't but either. Okay. I don't understand. It was so awkward. And I felt bad for everyone in the room because, like, I'm not going to start a fight with him, with him right there because if him and I get into a fight, it's a knockdown, drag out, like, punch him in the face kind of fight. Right. Which has happened before. Well, and you don't want to ruin your kid's birthday like that either. Right. Absolutely. Because it's not about me. But but that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was. That's rough. I'm sorry. It's fine. We got through it. Um, I don't, I don't think I have any really, I've, my week has been pretty chill. Um, I did have, so we had a, like a, we call it a cleaning party. At cleaning work. is not a party. Yeah, but there were multiple people involved and we had music playing. Mm. So, and there was food. Was there alcohol? In my mind. Okay, then it wasn't a party. So, there were underage children. And? Who were cleaning. But we were there until 3 a.m. So Jeez. Um, but yeah, so I didn't wear my binder to this cleaning party because oh, right, cause... I had to like climb ladders and do a lot of stretching and a lot of hot, sweaty things that sounded uncomfortable without a binder, let alone in one. So, right. What happened? Um, I just, I walked in and the first thing that my, like, co-manager said to me was I forget that you have boobs and I was just like she's fine she's like her and I openly talk about a lot of personal things so it wasn't offensive it wasn't like no and I know she wasn't like drawing attention to my titties you know right and I know who you're talking about but still like that that just well because I walked in like with my hands on my chest and it was like I don't know if I can do this and she was like, I forget that they're there. Like, I forget. But, like, you look great. You are great. Nobody here cares. Like, we all love you. We all support you. It's okay to not wear your binder. Like, you're not going to be dealing with customers. Like, she was super supportive. That's awesome. Super encouraging. Um, but I was, like, I walked by. And, you know, I've told you, like, all the kids tease me and stuff. Um, but one of the guys in the back was like, oh, my God you have nipples i can see your nipples and i was just like because i have my nipples pierced right and so you can't just not see them if i don't have my binder on right so they were all giving me shit about they were trying to make me feel better it didn't work but they were trying to so it was kind of like well there was no way in that there was (laughs) absolutely no way in that situation that they would have made you feel better though right other than to 
stop fucking talking about it already. <laughs> right, exactly. But they know me, and I joke about the things that are, like, I, I joke about I mean, I think that e- inappropriate they, things, so I naturally think, that was their go-to to make me feel better. <laughs> I think that even if they had stopped talking about it, I think that in that place that you were at, you would have thought it was even worse than it was, though, because yeah. then you would have thought oh, well, now they're focusing on this. Or (laughs) now they're talking about it behind my back instead of talking about it to you. I I don't think that there was anything in that situation that they could have done that would have made it better. Yeah, I agree. But I I appreciated the... The care. Yeah, the concern and all that for my well-being. Because they could tell I was uncomfortable. Yeah, that is awesome, though, that they, they tried to make you feel better. And they tried to use my form of humor to do so, which yeah. was great. Except... It didn't work. Don't. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, guys, I think that this is going to wrap it up for this episode. I think that it's going to be a long one. It feels like a long one. <laughs> um... Please, please, please check us out on all of the different social medias. If you would like to talk about your own expression, shoot us an email or a comment and we will totally talk about it with you. Please follow us on our social medias. So I tend to run our Twitter. So if you see a lot of political, liberal things being posted and you're interested in them, comment on it. Or DM me or us. Uh, it, Zolly, it's Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Zolly um, controls our Instagram and we have an email that you can email us if you have any questions. Yeah, comments, and concerns. I am in control of the Snapchat. Yes, and Dini does Snapchat. So Snapchat us. Everything is at EverQueerPod. Yep. And. And, and yeah, and let like us know if you would like to meet up for Pride. I know that it is happening at the end of the month for Houston. Yes, Dallas Pride is next week, week yeah, but this a week, week from today. But this episode won't be out by then. Um, but at the end of the month, there should be Houston Pride and Austin Pride too. And, no, Austin Pride is in. October? September. September usually, yeah, because Dallas used to be in September. Yes. Until this year. So feel free to hit us up, and we will totally do a meetup for any of the Prides. Austin, Houston, Fort Worth, Dallas. Just got to let us know. But until next time, bye. Adios.